interesting. Hi, Blake. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm also glad you're here. This is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be great. No, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, so um, we're trying something new. Not new, just we're just included. We're being inclusive. We're just including. Yeah. So I'm up here in Virginia as we all as we all Really? When did you move? Fuck off. And Zoe and Blake <laughs> were so graciously kind enough to drive up here. Yay. To have birthday weekend with Yay. me because my birthday is in two days. Yeah. I'm recording this. It's Monday. Yeah. May 10th. Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. So um, we want to play a game. Yeah, do, we do. Do you want to play a game, Blake? I'm the game warden, so do you want to play a game? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yes, because we signed you up for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got ball and told. We- <laughs> that's, that's true. We were like, hey, this is what you're doing. Hey, Make it happen. Yeah. Thanks. So we're, we're just yeah. going to include Blake on this. And so here we so, are. So Zoe and I can play. And then, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. So we're going to play the game Shit White People Say. Yeah. Which I think is a fan favorite for everybody. And if it isn't, you're wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're mad. There's a problem. Yeah. Too you might need bad. to do some intercep- introspection, that word. Not interception. What introspection. Introspection? It yeah. means you're looking into your uh, psyche. Yeah. Like you're oh. looking inward. Don't say yeah like... He knew. He knows big words. <sighs> I don't. Uh. Okay. You have a master's degree. You're the smartest out of all of us. Well... Yeah, really. So... I said Thames wrong. It's fine. It's the Thames yeah. River. It's the Thames. Why the fuck he spelled with a TH? I'm going to be on this for forever. It's fine. Because engineers don't have to take history, which Ooh. is why you have no idea. That's I, true. I took a lot of history, though. In Not in college. No. Yeah. Exactly. That's where you learn all the fun shit. Fucking math. Okay, anyways. All right, so we're, <laughs> so we're going to play... Shit white people say. Shit white people say, because I, I love the shit white people say. <laughs> Me too. I say okay. some Especially straight white people. Ha! Ah. They say some shit. You got to say some stuff to blend in, though. True, so, true. So I need yeah. to learn, yeah. actually. I yeah. need to learn to adapt. This is a learning experience. Yes. This isn't a game. This is real life. No, this is real. This is for... <laughs> okay, surviving. well, this is testing your knowledge, right? Okay, all right. Okay. Let's go. All right, all right. So let's do this. Okay. Uh, rip it, rip it, and sip it. So for a fun first one, huh? uh, what do white people say after eating a few chips? A few chips? A few? A few oh, chips. man, those are dangerous. Oh, fuck. That's a good one. <laughs> um, after, take these away from me. Oh. Katie actually God got damn it. it. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. That's what my dad says. <laughs> Is your dad a straight white man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, fuck. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yep. I'm upset. Okay. Yours is close. Yours, ah! yours is a good, good close second. I'm upset. All right. So here's a hard one. I don't think either of you guys are going to get. Okay. I didn't have a clue. Okay. Um, what do white people say on Halloween? Oh, spooky juice. No. <laughs> no. Nope. no. Is that your final answer? No. Um. <laughs> um oh, razor blade in the candies. There's going to uh, be razor blade in the popcorn. There's going to be razor blade in the candies. That's what they say every single fucking year. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm trying to think of a fun one-liner. What did your mom I don't say? Think there is any. Uh, my mom didn't really say shit on Halloween. Uh, she didn't really care. Um, <gasps> let's let's check. Give me all your candy. You got to check it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So technically, both of you got it right. Oh. I personally like Katie's better, drugs? but well. Well, stick a pumpkin in my ass and call me spooky. It's almost Halloween. Oh, that's pretty good. I've never heard a no white person one... say that before, but I've heard the razor blades <laughs> before. No one fucking says that. Uh, I'm okay. like, no, the fucking internet's wrong. No, it's, I'm not blaming you. This is BuzzFeed. You tell me. Fuck BuzzFeed. Oh, my fucking God. Stick a pumpkin so most... in my ass. And... What? what? Call me spooky. <laughs> that sounds like a shit gay man would say, I've but anyways. I've never heard it before, so yeah, we call him that draw. Yeah. Are you tallying? Yeah. Thanks. Gotta have a winner. Oh, fuck. Everyone yeah. wants a winner. All what right. does the winner win? Oh, Bragging To rights. be determined. <laughs> TBD. Not, is it a win? Because you're more of a white person if you know the answers. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of who I am or whatever. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, what do white people say when the waitress tries to take away your plate? Oh. Back off, you heathen. <laughs> no. No. Um, um, whoa there, Sally. I ain't done with this rodeo with that there yet. This but, rodeo? Yeah. You're not done with this rodeo? I don't know. Is that what white people say? No. Oh. I've you never can't heard ask for help. Um, she's like my southern... Go, that's, she's that's like true. my she's southern She's also your competition. Uh, um, oh shit. <laughs> what does white people say when they try to take your plate away? When the waitress goes to take your plate away. I just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not done yet. Or, like, like a normal uh, person. Or, um, um, oh wow. What do white people say when you try to take your plate away? What does your mom say? She doesn't say anything. She, is she one of those she just that just lets it happen? It? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do they say, oh, not right now. I'm, I'm not ready yet. Not ready. I need another answer. I need another minute. Neither of you are wrong. All right. I'm still nibbling on it. I'm still shit. I'm still working on it. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're the closest, but this isn't The Price is Right. It's no. not closest without going. <sighs> you got to nail it. Shit. I'm still working on it. Fuck. I knew that. I knew <laughs> that. I say that. That's what I say. Yeah. Damn it. It's fine. Okay. Something. <laughs> okay. So what do white people say when the line gets really long behind them in a restaurant? Well, we got here on time. Or, wow, we got here at the perfect time. Actually, I'm upset because that is what they say. Yeah. That's the answer. It has to be. So the exact wording on the right answer is we came in at the right time. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, give her the point. Just give her the point. Okay. Ha! It's fine. <laughs> but I just knew that was the answer. That also happens yep. with uh, queue lines at uh, retail stores. Man, we got or here the at DMV. the right time. Man, we got here at the right time. <laughs> oh, fucking wiggle. Okay. You're All right. People. Okay. Fuck them. What is the last prompt <laughs> white people give at a, fr- at a group picture? Everybody smile or no. say cheese. Wait, no. no. What was the no, question? No, no, no. Uh, was the last prompt that white people give at a group picture? The last thing people. Oh, the last picture. All right, now uh, make a funny face. Now make a funny face. Yep. Ah. Now let's do a silly one. Let's, now let's do a silly one. Yeah. So uh, Zoe said it first. So ah. I'm going to give her the point. Wait, Correct. The point now. <laughs> Too bad. Consistency. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, you know what? I mean, if you don't let her answer first, then That's you might true. get a point I'm first. Just fucking beat you with a pillow. That's rude. You don't have any pillows. Get fucked there on your side. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. All right. What do white people say when it's hot outside? Boy, it's hot outside. Man, it's hotter than a witch's. No. No, that's not. No, that's when it's colder. Uh, Boy, I'm sweating like a whore in church. Man, I'm sweating like bullets. Uh, It's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. Fuck. Oh, (laughs) my dad says it all the time. Both of you should have known that. Uh, No, I was was just, I was about sweating like a whore in church. That's 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 just a fun line to say. Yeah, that's my favorite. Like, I fucking love that. I think that's a southern idiom, but here we are. It is. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, it's when you're about to get caught, but you know what? That's also true. Same thing. (laughs) All right. What do white people do? Uh, Wait a minute. I'm reading this wrong. I'm sorry. You're fine. Uh, What do white people do? Uh, instead of knocking, or what do they say instead of knocking? Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Yep. So he wins. Consistency. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not fair. My brain's slower. <laughs> it is. I also have had four Excuses. cups, three cups of coffee too. Oh, you son of a bitch. I haven't even had one. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've been up for the same amount of time she has. No. No. <laughs> I woke up like four hours later. <laughs> We've been drinking coffee at the same time still. Uh, I didn't drink coffee until you were awake. No, because I jumped in the shower and you that's, were drinking coffee. That's fair. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, what do white people say when they're getting the check? Oh, I'll take that. Or it's a question because both of you look confused. Wait, what? When they're getting the like being handed There's the check? There's a question that they ask, and it's not, "Hey, can I get the check?" Correct. It's like when I like instead of asking for the check, it's when the waitress is handing the check. When they're uh-huh. bringing it to you, there's a question that's asked. I have asked this in front of both of you. That I can help me. guarantee. 
Oh, because you're fucking white. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, um, no, is it not on the house? No. Mike would never say that. Um, Damn right. <laughs> I uh, pay my bills. Yeah. Are, is anybody else going to pay for this? No. Mike wouldn't say that either. Um, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't All know. Right. What's the damage? God damn it. Oh, you have said that. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. What's the damage? Shit, I knew that. Sorry. That's not your fault. It's We're all your, stupid. It's all your fault. I gave you what all the hints mean? I could. You did. You did great. All right. Another restaurant question. Mm. Uh, why do I, what do white people say when or ask when they're ready to leave the restaurant? Ready to go? Let's get this show on the road. Autobot. Katie was the closest without going over. Ready to rock and roll. Fuck. I was going to say Autobots. Let's roll. <laughs> or Autobots, roll out. <laughs> White people aren't that nerdy. Thundercats uh, are go. <laughs> Thundercats are go. I'm no, old. it's Thundercats yeah. go. Same thing. No, no, it's not. You added an extra word. No. It's it's semantically it's very different. What's a, what's a, what's a hurricane? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's cheating. That was mean. I'm sorry. That's fine. Okay. It's okay. All right. All right, what do white people say when a new person gets their driver's license? Oh, I'm getting off, off the road! road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling that a draw. There is no fucking way I'm going to decide on that. <laughs> no yeah, I heard form. that thing clip. <laughs> no I heard that thing clipped a high hell and back. The waveform is just solid blue. <laughs> I don't even think they heard what we said. What's the answer? <laughs> well, I'll be sure to stay off the road. Okay, go. Cool. Oh, good times. all right what do white people say when someone opens a jar with ease that they struggled with i loosened it up for you motherfucker (laughs) that's no that's what white people say motherfucker like a fucking self no (laughs) that's that's what what i say northern white people say it's not the same thing i need i need okay (laughs) loosen it up for you (laughs) all right what do white people say after trying a new snack oh those are dangerous that's the one yep i'm gonna Fucking beat you. Where's that tortilla? Where's that tortilla? It's in the trash. Uh. <laughs> like with your winning streak. Ha! Listen, I won the tortilla game, so I guess it's fair that you win. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so if you guys are... I'm sorry, because we did no, the tortilla fine. game, and then the listeners yeah. are like, what the fuck? So if, if any of you are on TikTok and you see the tortilla game where yeah. like it's the Q&A, and if the other person gets it wrong, they get slapped with uh-huh. a tortilla, yeah. we played that game. Katie hit the fuck out of me multiple times. Oh, it was great. It was, it was, it was something. I don't know if it was great. It was something. Um, we're we're posting that on Patreon. So if you want to see that, come subscribe. on, subscribe. Let's go. Subscribe to the seven dollar tier because that's where it's going to be. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Moving right on. I slapped. I slapped Zoe with tortilla multiple times. It was great. <laughs> she gave me pity slaps at the end though, which was sweet. Yeah. And then we threw them at Blake. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, I hit my computer, so it didn't yeah, matter. I missed. Yeah, I couldn't catch them, and they couldn't hit me. Ha. <laughs> okay, anyways, move right along. All right. What do white people say when they're going to bed? Nighty night. Hidden hay. Nope. No, what the fuck? It's hidden hay. You're lying to me. No, I'm not. When they go to bed. Yeah. I'm hitting that old dusty trail. No, no that's when they I'm hitting the home. sack. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking about shit I say. It's not the same uh, thing. Although I way. have said this. Apparently. Sleep, sleep. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Nope. Uh, fuck. <gasps> and you forgot the best part of that line. It's supposed uh, to be sweet, sweet dreams. Don't let the bed bugs oh, bite. But, no sweet yeah. dreams for you. Fuck off. Um, I, I don't even. I don't no. What do white people yeah. say when they're going to bed? Right. Um, Dude, um, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Um, what are you? Um, wait, wait, wait. What they say to other people when they're going to bed what, or when I'm going to bed? What they say when they're going to bed. I'm hitting the hay. I'm hitting the sack. I'm hitting the old Like you're all trail. beating around the bush, but. I'm, I'm it's a, I've literally said this the, to you guys. The Sandman's coming. Um, 
fuck. I'm gonna get sand in my eyes. I mean, does it even count at this point because she's thrown out so many answers? I, I, think, I think it does because none of them are right. Fair. Well, what's the answer? So, what's, the, what's the answer? I'm turning in for the night. Mother. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Time to turn in. I'm turning so in. That's like old people. That's white. That's old white people. That say I mean, that. they're so white. Though. I say that. Oh. I say I, that's. That's rude. Sorry, Blake. Case, case done. Case closed. Case, case closed. You uh, made my point. Okay, because you're fucking old. All right. All right. What do white people say when they forgot their car keys? Oh, not getting very far without those. We have a winner. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> what would your guess have been? Fuck. <laughs> That's my guess. Yep. I nope. Am... You're still wrong. Well, fuck. If I left my car, I would. I left my car keys sorry, by the what? barn in what? the yard. By the what? What? What'd you say? By the what in the yard? By the, by the barn in the yard. The barn. Massachusetts. My cat. My cat keys. I left the my cat barn. keys. Not gonna lie, it took me a minute to figure out you were saying yeah. barn too. Bon. The barn. Bon. No one pronounces the the like you- that. Oh what my god, my great grandmother did. I swear to God, that motherfucker. She. <laughs> barn. Interesting. Yes. Today I learned. Yeah, I'm she sure said she's cake. a wonderful lady too. She said cat keys. Oh yeah, Gary said cat. Not as sharp as my No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Well, he'd also been around here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He says car. My great grandmother. No, she called them husses. Not hussies. Horses. No, horses. She called husses. It was hospital, and it was hut dog. When she say, what she call purse? Does she say? Does she say purse? Like voice? Voice? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's my voice. There's just particular words. No, that's fair. That we picked on her for. Yeah, I used to pick on my grandmother for saying tar. Mm-hmm. Like or, she was from uh, West Virginia. Batris. Yeah, but she would say tar. Uh huh. Batris. Warsher. Eh, the Warsher. My mama says Warshin. Warshin. <laughs> I gotta do the Warshin. Okay, it's right. not even washing. Warshin. Oh, oh my fucking <laughs> gotta do God. the Warshin. All right. Well. All right. Uh, what do white people say after walking up a few flights of stairs? I've said this to Ooh, both I'm of you. Oh, I'm tired. Tired? No. Um, oh, I'm worn out. Oh, I'm, get, I'm getting a workout. Nope. Close, but no. Get my cardio in for the day. Tuckered out. Shit. Oh, yes. Yep. Katie cardio got it. bullshit. I've always said that going upstairs. Of course you have. Because I run up the stairs. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Yes. You do. So technically, I, I literally runs. am. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Any more cardio than that? That's just Cardio wrong. endurance. No. Yeah, cardio more, endurance. Just more weight. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. You if you're both. going up the stairs, you're always going to be huffing and puffing. Well, no. no. Unless you do cardio endurance. Then it'd be fine. If you're huffing and puffing going up three flights of stairs, there's a problem. Not yeah. entirely true. Um, one of the ladies that I work with uh, is actually a marathon runner, run the uh, Boston Marathon multiple times, uh, and she will tell anybody, you will still get huffy going up the stairs. It's just the way it is. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Anyways, yeah, well, you can argue okay, with her. I'm not doing it. it. Um, all right. What do white people say when the restaurant restaurant is taking too long with the food? I wonder what's going on back what there. What are they doing? They're killing the chicken back there? So we got it. Killing the chicken. I've actually never heard that. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, no, that's what my mom and my grandpa would say. Yeah. Now we're just bleeding into southern bullshit. I don't agree with this. Whatever. I want to. I want to. So far, I haven't told to you anything opinion. that didn't come from BuzzFeed. <gasps> Fuck you, BuzzFeed. <laughs> those are my boys. Don't sue me. Please. <laughs> You're actually great. Eh, it's fine. Uh, what do white people say when they misplace things? And this is about the person who misplaced things. You would lose your head if it wasn't attached to your body. God damn it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was about to, I was opening my mouth to say it as you screamed it. Damn it. You'd lose your to head. To be fair, she's beat you to the punch a couple of to times. My dad always said you'd lose your ass if it wasn't attached to you. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped using that real quick. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when you up the awkward, what's he supposed to do? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Not say that again. 
Okay. Right. What do white people say when someone unexpected walks in? Well, I haven't seen you in years. No. Oh, look, to, uh, look what the cat dragged in. Yep. Yes! Up, bitch. <laughs> if I say that. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. All right, last two. Oh, no. Yes. Wow. Okay. Do I need to figure out the damage first? No. So that you guys know what the stakes are? No, no, no. I don't need to know. I'm losing. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need to know. I'm losing. All right. What do people say? Or what do white people say when they miss something right in front of their nose? I'm blind as a bat. No. Um, about to are blind. Um, I mean, not the sharpest are, tool in the shed. I'm not the brightest no, crayon no. in the box. No. When they miss, like. It's right under the nose. Completely miss it. Just walk by it multiple times. I'm blind as a bat. No. Nope. It's, um. I mean, that is a really good white people saying. Yeah. But that's not what BuzzFeed said. Sorry. Fuck BuzzFeed. I'll do it better. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say. I would also say this. It I don't was, think I've said it, was, it to either of you, though. It was right under my nose the whole time. Mm-mm. My piss. That was a good one, though. I thought Blake was giving me a hint by saying it was right under your nope. nose, which is something no. white people would say. It was right under it your nose. It was part of the question. Like, I didn't make that up. Zoe, do you have an If answer? it was a snake, it would have bit me. Yep. There it is. Fuck! <laughs> I have never heard of that. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a one. thing. That's yeah, a southern that's, bullshit thing. That's totally if it was a, a snake, Well, it I mean, me. so is your answer. That was totally a southern thing. Blind as a bat? Yeah. Oh. They're both. I'm so glad I'm in Virginia things. now. Okay, anyways. I'm so dumb. It took a second. I've never heard before. If it but was, you got it. it That's the a, important uh, part. If it was like a snake, it would have bit me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just All a right. snake. Last question. Yeah. What do white people say when you see someone that you know? How the hell are you? Oh. I I know I that. that one. I know that huh. person. Um, no. I I usually yell, "Hey, fucker." That's, that's we know what help. you normally do. <laughs> that's really mean. Um, but you know that's her love language. That's, that's my love language. If I'm not swearing at you, I don't like you. That's true. Take note, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't swear. It's not being so clever. But it's your love language. Um, <laughs> right. One more time. Could you say it one more time? What do white people say when you see someone that you know? To help add in a little bit of context. Particularly in a restaurant or someone that you haven't seen in a while. Hide. <laughs> okay, no, that's just me. Never mind. <laughs> Presume that you like. I'm this not person. seeing you in a coon's age. I haven't seen you. In, I haven't seen you since you were knee high that's to a, a grasshopper. That's a southern one. Oh, I know. And now it's coon's just age. getting into southern bullshit. Well, I need to do that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. You guys know. actually came up with a couple I'd forgotten. Oh. I'm actually really disappointed. I, I don't know. What do, what do, are you done? I don't. I don't know if I'm done yet. So there's two answers that yeah. I'll accept for this. Okay. Well, that's helpful in no way, shape, or form. When you see um, somebody you know. How the hell are you? It's one. Uh, um, Haven't seen you in a coon's age. Is it another look at what the cat dragged in? I don't... It's similar. Kind of. But it, there's no animals involved. Oh, my God. I know that person? No. No. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I have anything either, but I, I'm going to be really upset when you say it because I'm going to remember. Yep, yep you are. Know it. You fucking are. Ah. We're at 20 minutes. It's been so long since I've seen you. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been... feels like 20 years. She's going to be really upset. Yeah. I'm say really it. Mad. Say it. I'm calling it. Go ahead. Go. Okay. So the first answer is, well, here comes trouble. Shit. Second answer is, they'll let anyone in here. I God damn fucking it. hate white people. God damn it. I knew both of those... <laughs> I have a propensity for really legitimately troublematic customers when they come in saying, oh, hey, trouble. But it's just a nice Southern thing people say. Oh, look, so it's, again, it's a Southern thing. Or it's just a thing people say. I don't know. I'm mad. Don't let anybody in here. God, I hate it here. so mad. Okay. Okay, Okay, that was really good. So, Zoe, you got eight points. Yeah. How many did Katie Um, get? I gotta count. Oh, count faster. 
<laughs> See, you can't two things at the same time. Absolutely not. I thought you were just keeping tallies at the top. No, he's tallying it on the cards. <laughs> you got five points. Ha! Oh, you got eight? Yeah, I, I got five. Huh, oh. correct. Okay, well, you won the whitest I am the whitest person here. You're the whitest person here. Perfect. Congratulations. It makes sense with my skin tone as well. I'm actually the whitest person here. <laughs> you fucking I just haven't gotten a sunburn yeah. in a while. Okay. I'd be beating you. All right. So, all right. So, we're going to move right along to the interview now. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So hello. Hi. How Hi. you doing? Doing good. Yeah, okay. doing good. So Hi. this is our third installment of Spooky Corner. And as you know, that that means that this is our 10th episode or like t- our 10th yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, 10th inth. Yeah, <laughs> however that works. <laughs> How do you say um, that? So this is our 40th episode. And today we have a guest on here, of course. And his name is Jonathan Johnson. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing, doing well. good. Doing um, well. So we're really excited that you're here. So we're just going to kind of let you have the floor to introduce yourself. Let us know like what your credentials are as, you know, a paranormal <laughs> investigator is. So you can go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, like uh, like I said, my name is Jonathan Johnson. I'm the co-founder of West Virginia Paranormal Investigations out of Morgantown, West Virginia. I helped found the group in 2007. So I've been doing this for almost 15 years, which is kind of crazy to think about. But wow, yeah, um, yeah, a long time. I'm I'm an old man at this point. So, <laughs> um, been fortunate to to have a lot of really cool experiences and see a lot of really cool places. I've been featured on the Travel Channel a couple times on uh, Paranormal Challenge with Zach Bagans, uh, on a show called Strange World, which was on last year, and then as well as on uh, A&E's My Ghost Story as well. I've been fortunate to travel all over the country to some of the major locations. Uh, we're very fortunate here in West Virginia to have some incredible locations like Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, the West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville, Sweet Springs Sanitarium uh, in Southern West Virginia, a place we love called the Heyman House, which is uh, an up-and-coming location. I've also been to Waverly Hills. I've been to Bobby Mackey's. I've been to the Hinsdale House, the Sally House. Um, St. Albans Sanitarium, a lot of the big East Coast places. So like I said, I've been very fortunate in my time, seen a lot of cool things, met a lot of cool people, and I'm glad to to be able to share my story. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So we're, we'll just start from like the beginning. You said you started your, you know, West Virginia paranormal team back in 2007, correct? Yes. Okay. So what, um, what was that kind of like tipping moment? Cause usually there's like something that happens to a person that really inspires them to get into the paranormal. So was there like an incident or an event with you that happened that kind of got sparked you into it. Yeah. got you sparked you to get into that. I wish I had a really cool story. Like a lot of people do, honestly, I, I really don't have like a big <laughs> antithesis or anything like that. Uh, I grew mm-hmm. up hearing stories. My mom grew up in a house that she swore was haunted. Uh, she would be upstairs in bed and her mom would be downstairs screaming at her to get in bed because there's footsteps upstairs and my mom would be under the covers petrified. So she would tell oh, me stories wow. like that. And that always kind of planted that seed in the back of my mind. And then when I got to college in, like I said, 2007, that was about the time when uh, Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures and some of the mainstream TV shows kind of came on the uh, the, the scene. Uh, and that's kind of what really kind of let me know that people actually go out and do this, which I honestly had no idea at the time. I reached out to some friends and family and said, Hey, does anybody know any local ghost stories or local haunted places? 
my cousin Rich, who lived basically 100 yards away from me my entire life, uh, and we'd never talked about the paranormal or anything like that, reached out to me and said, uh, I've had a fascination with this my entire life, and that was the jumping off point for WVPI. That's awesome. Okay, okay. So you were definitely exposed to paranormal just kind of like through lore of your family and just stuff like that. So it's just always been around. It's been a factor in your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's always something that, that I heard stories about. I, know I did grow up in a very uh, religious, very Christian family. So it wasn't any, something that was talked about necessarily openly. Uh, and it, I honestly heard a lot of the stories, more of the stories after I started the group. I, I learned more and more, but I definitely had a, an interest from a young age. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's, uh, first, first paranormal investigation, right? So let's go way back when, um, can you talk a little bit, like, what was your very first place? You're like, you got your equipment, you got your gear. What was your very first place that you went to? Uh, yeah. So the first place we ever went and definitely don't do this because it's a bad idea. Uh, but we went out, I'm, I'm from a town, literally it's called Tunnelton. So it's, it's named okay. because there's at one time the longest tunnel, uh, when it was initially built hundreds of years ago. So that's what the town was known for. And there's always been stories about the tunnel being haunted, but it's still oh, an yeah. active train tunnel. Like there's still trains oh, that go no. through this tunnel. So we went to this tunnel and at the middle of the night and we were like, it's, it's like miles through or over a mile through. And we were walking back when all of a sudden we felt the ground start to shake and we see a light on the wall. Nope. And that was about the time oh, we realized, not. Oh shit, there's, there's a train coming and there's two tracks. Oh, so you don't know which side is coming on. So we were like, oh, we started to run and then we realized we're not going to outrun a train. That's stupid. <laughs> so luckily there's these little cubbies. If you've ever been in like a, a train tunnel or even like yeah. A, a, yeah. a car tunnel, they have the little cubbies. So we all, there was a couple of us, we jumped into the cubby and like held on to each other for dear life. <laughs> luckily nobody got hurt. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't go places you're not supposed to go. Ooh. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> wow okay all right so we're off to like a, a really hot take <laughs> really good start yeah. Jeez. okay all right so <laughs> so you guys said so the train went by and you guys obviously survived it and actually yeah <laughs> Woo. but did you did you get anything though like that's the real important question here is did you uh, get any any evidence no we, we definitely, <laughs> at that point all we had was like a, a voice recorder and we had a, a really shitty old camera that didn't even have night vision at the time uh, so we didn't, fair, didn't yeah. catch anything. The first actual investigation we ever did where we took equipment and we set up, we were super fortunate to uh, be connected with a, a gentleman who owns an old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. And when I say the middle of nowhere in West Virginia, that's literally the middle of nowhere. So he has an yep. old two story little farmhouse. Um, and that was one of the first places where I had like a real experience where I was like, yeah, there's for sure something else out there. And that's kind of what really, really set me on the path to, to push further. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so you started doing the paranormal investigations and obviously like it, it started to turn out well enough for you that you keep getting headway and you start, you know, building up. So talk about a little bit how you started doing it, but then like it kind of inspired you to go further. Like what did you get more people on? Did you get more equipment? Like what has it what what about it of the investigations that has made you keep doing it for 15 years at this point? Just the <laughs> the the quest to find out what it, what it's all about. I mean, what what initially got me into it was to try to not only to try to help people, which uh, we still try to do to this day with whatever they're dealing with, but 
just to try to to find out what what exactly is going on. So, I mean, we're never going to find the answer to it, no matter how long. Um, but that's something that I want to learn more about every single time I go out. So, I was like I said, very fortunate to to meet some really good people, and that kind of kept my interest throughout the years. There's been times where I'd kind of step back from it and take a break, and then get back into it. Um, fortunately, now we have an amazing team. Uh, we just launched our YouTube web series called Forgotten Relics, and that's kind of my passion project that I've been wanting to get off the ground for years and years, and we finally got that going. So uh, I always find something, either a project or something to keep me going that keeps me, keeps me motivated. Okay. You, nice. when, you, when you reached out to us, you did send the YouTube video of the, the Forgotten Relics YouTube series. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I went on there and looked at it a little bit, but would you mind giving the listeners like an idea of what this mini series is about? Yeah, Forgotten Relics, um, I, I wanted to give people a, a real look at, at what investigations are really like. I mean, I love the TV shows. I love Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters and all the other shows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but a, a lot of times what we see is you it's an hour show. You got 20 minutes commercial. So you got 40 minutes of airtime and 35 of those minutes mm-hmm. are spent learning the backstory and doing interviews and side stories and which is good because that's important, but you also get to see like five or 10 minutes of investigating. So with Forgotten Relics, we wanted to give more of like a down and dirty, like realistic kind of look at what goes on. Uh, the, we still do backstory. We still do interviews, but the majority of our episodes are us investigating, trying different techniques, seeing what we can do, what we can capture. And that's what we wanted out of it. We wanted to, to everybody to be able to see and experience something a little bit different. Okay. That's really nice. That's actually really awesome because that's something that I've always complained about. It's like, there's just this massive buildup to the investigation. It's like, oh, you get like a, like a voice or you get a rock thrown or you you, like, I, one of my biggest complaints about doing our research for our podcast, right. Is always, we hear these awful stories about how people see shadows, they get clawed. Like it's, you see all these horrendous things, but then you see, for example, ghost adventures crew, they go on and they just don't catch a whole lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to actually have somebody who's like, okay, like let's actually spend more time on the investigation rather than the whole build up towards it. Absolutely. Um, so what, so you said you did a little bit of work with, um, the ghost adventures crew. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I was very fortunate, uh, just through contacts and things like that to be reached out to by some casting people for the travel channel for Mm -hmm. a new show called, uh, paranormal challenge, which Zach, uh, was the host of, and we went through the entire process. We did the, the Skype interviews and we did the phone interviews and we did everything. And fortunately, we were cast or picked to, to go on and be on the show, which was an amazing experience. We got to see That's the crazy. behind That's the scenes. So cool. I mean, it's it was a massive, massive production from the crew to the equipment, to the time, to the money, to everything that went into it. Just to see all of that, which nobody ever gets to see, was Uh, A really, really interesting perspective. And that's kind of one of the things that really got me into the idea of doing a web series and and kind of the filmmaking and storytelling aspect was seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff and the shots that they would try to get and the time that they took out to plan everything. That's, That's always been something that really interests me. So, I mean, we, we got to film the show. Zach was, like I said, he was the host. We got to interact with him. He was super nice to us. I have nothing but good things to say about Zach. I know he has a certain reputation in the field from a lot of <laughs> investigators that he's not the most liked person in the world. So uh, we didn't have any bad interactions. We got to 
meet him and some of the other guys. Billy was was on the show with us, got to meet him, uh, and then a couple other people who worked on some other shows. So that was a really awesome experience, and I was very fortunate to to have that happen. So is this? I've I've not heard of this. Uh, she's more with the Ghost Adventures. Is that season? <laughs> is that series already out, or is that still in production? No, it was that it I'm was a sure one. About. Is it- it was a one season show that is it's it was uh 2015 or 2016 i can't remember the exact year okay uh, all right cool but it's yeah it's it's out it's done it's not coming back <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha what uh what what was the investigation like what was um what did guess, you guys where were you at? yeah where were you like, one yeah yeah so basically the premise of paranormal challenge was they picked two teams of investigators, two teams of three people. They put them in the same location. They gave everybody the same equipment and they basically saw mm-hmm. who could conduct the better investigation, who, who could capture the better evidence. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so it was uh, our, our group and then another group here from West Virginia. And we were at the uh, West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville, which, like I said, is a pretty iconic location. And we went head to head. Unfortunately, we didn't come out on top, even though I think we definitely had the better evidence in my opinion but yeah it is what it is <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> that's yeah i mean we'll we'll just say you know on this podcast that you did much better and it's all right <laughs> yeah yeah you, you can edit that we won we yeah won. yeah i'll just just clip it no the 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 west virginia paranormal team won it's it's all right it's cool um okay so that's that's super awesome that you guys got to go on that and experience that and it's always nice because yeah uh, zach does get a lot of um controversy and a yeah. lot of negative rap because he does over dramatize and do all that stuff but it's yeah. really nice to hear from somebody who's worked with him one-on-one that he seems really nice so that's that's good to put out there and actually that's, that's pretty cool too to like just get to meet somebody who has met zach bagans just yeah. just 100 <laughs> honestly that's that's really cool man like that legitimately makes me happy <laughs> so um what so so we'll we'll come away from that so zoe when i told her about um yes you your kind of rap sheet of all the places that you've investigated right oh Um, oh no okay zoe's favorite place is bobby mackey's she says favorite least favorite place is bobby mackey's i don't ever want to go to bobby mackey's i want to go to bobby mackey's i think it's so cool when people go to bobby mackey's so if you could please give me like just a quick rundown or a long rundown would be wonderful uh what was it like being at bobby mackey's for you it was it was amazing uh like i said the ghost adventures and i was like their like first or second i think it was their second episode they ever did was a bobby mackie so that was yep, one of their iconic locations and i obviously seen that and uh watched other stuff and heard other stories from people who had been there about the the portal and everything that they say that is there uh we definitely had activity we caught uh we caught some voices we caught uh, we caught some shadow figures I had something touched the back of my neck. It felt like something was trying to grab my collar, the collar of my shirt. Um, that was the big, big moment that stands out in my mind. Cause I was, I was still pretty early in the, in my journey when we went there. So that was one of the first times I'd ever been touched. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, kind of messes with your head if it's never happened before. Yeah, no, I can't. I have never been physically touched. I don't, <laughs> nope, no, nope. I don't want that. Just to be honest, I don't want that. Whew. Okay, so you went to Bobby Mackey's. That was cool. What was like your favorite, like your personal all-time favorite? You want to go back, had the best experience, best evidence ever. What was that place for you guys? There's a couple of them. Uh, and actually, they're featured on our, our Forgotten Relics web series, one of them being Sweet Springs Sanitarium here in West Virginia. 
And the mm -hmm. other one is called the Heyman House here in West Virginia. Both of those places were super fortunate to be friends with the people who run them. They do an amazing job. And we've caught some of the most unbelievable evidence we've ever captured at these two locations. And every time we go back, we kind of build the story. We learn more and more every time we go back, which really uh, fascinates me because we get information that people didn't know before. So we learn more and more um, and we can't wait to go back to those two places. So what, what was some of that evidence that you like, just, just tease us a little <laughs> bit. Like what was some of the stuff, because we love to hear the stories and like just the horror stories and all that fun stuff. So like, what was some of that awesome evidence that you guys captured? Oh no. Did yeah. It at, at Sweet Springs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You're a little, little laggy there, but it, it caught up um, okay. at Sweet Springs and definitely for anybody who's interested check out the web series. Cause we uh, were very fortunate to capture a lot of it on, uh, on film. So uh, I don't know if, for anybody listening, how familiar they are with what's called the Estes method. Basically, uh, you have somebody who is the receiver. What they're doing is they're listening to a spirit box or um, some type of audio receiver. In our case, we use like an SB7 spirit box, which Ghost Adventures uses a lot. But what there is something called confirmation bias when you're listening to a spirit box so if you ask a question your your head or your ears are automatically going to want to hear an answer and it's subconscious you don't necessarily do that on purpose so what we do and, and we didn't invent this but we use this a lot the person listening to the spirit box will have noise canceling headphones on and a blindfold on so they have no idea what's going on around them and then there's a person who's asking okay. the question so if if i'm asking you questions and you're saying what you hear and i will ask you a random question. I'll say, can you tell me a color? And you say the color red or you say blue. There's no way in the world that you would actually know that I asked that question because you're completely cut off from everything. So it's just a way to, to cut, counteract that confirmation bias. Well, we were doing this experiment at Sweet Springs, myself and uh, one of my teammates, Scott, and we actually, um, he heard a little girl's voice near him in the basement of Sweet Springs. Uh, and then at that mm -hmm exact moment or a couple moments later we captured an evp on our camera of a little child saying mama and then immediately after that what? i was under and i had no idea what was going on and i heard a little girl say mama through the spirit box and i said that and this all happened within about 30 seconds he was losing his mind i'm completely cut off so i have no idea what's going on until we go back later and review this but this whole sequence is absolutely unbelievable. Like everything ties in. There's no way that any of us could have done this knowingly. So that that particular moment is one that really stands out for me. That's amazing. And like hearing you say a few minutes ago about how every time you go back, you seem to get more and more information. That's the coolest thing I think I've ever heard. Like the <laughs> idea of every time you visit, it's like they recognize you and they're more willing to let you in. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's one thing that we love is to try to learn as much as we can, especially about, I mean, a lot of these places have very well documented histories, but there's a lot of things that people just don't know that happened at these locations. So, uh, for example, at Sweet Springs, during that, uh, a separate Estes session, I actually got the name, two names, a first name and a last name. And Cindy, who's the uh, historian there, she's literally written books on the place she did not know this name, but we went back and we researched it and we found somebody from that county who was a soldier in the Civil War in that yeah, area. And she had no idea. So when you get stuff like that, I mean, that it kind of just solidifies it in my mind a little bit. 
Oh yeah. That's awesome. So do you, do you have the experience? Cause you said you do repeats of some of these places. Do you think that's when I kind of like Zoe said, when you constantly repeat these places, do you feel like the spirits in that area get kind of more familiar with your presence and then they're more willing to like show activity and do stuff there? To a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to overdo things because then it just gets old and repetitive, not only for you, but for the spirits, if you're coming in and doing the same exact things over and over again, which is why we definitely try to switch it up when we go back to locations and try different things, but it definitely gives them a familiarity with you and what you're doing. So when we do certain experiments, when we go back, we'll do it again and we'll get better results. And I think that's because the spirits are more familiar with what we're trying to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you feel like whenever you, like you said, you get back to a place and then you get better results, do you feel like that's kind of like a confirmation of like, yes, spirits do exist. And like, it's, it's like a a better feeling of knowing that your efforts are being recognized Yes, and yeah, that makes sense. Bearing fruit pretty much. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, and I'll, I'll never be a hundred percent convinced no matter what happens. I, like I said, I've been touched. I've been scratched. I've seen unbelievable things. I've heard stuff and there's always going to be a little bit of doubt in my mind. And that's just what you have to be. You have to be a little bit skeptical when you're in the field. Otherwise nothing you ever catch is going to be a hundred percent because you never debunked anything. So we we obviously try to debunk everything before we assume anything is is paranormal. So I'm never going to be hundred percent convinced, but every time I go out and we get more of these results, it, it gets me a little bit closer to that number. Cool. 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 So speaking of like debunking, was there ever a place that you went to that they were like, it's haunted, it's haunted, it's haunted, but you went in there and just absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> or you debunked what you found. There's, de- there's definitely times like that, no matter where you go, even to some of the most well-known locations in the world ghosts don't act on on command. I mean, there's times when you're going to be there, nothing's going to happen. And that's just part of uh, what you get to know over the years. But the most debunking we usually did, we used to do, and we don't do them anymore, called residential or in-home investigations, where somebody would have us come in because they're having activity in their home. Mm-hmm. And we don't do it anymore just for liability reasons. But And we found out throughout the years that um, people are quick to to assume whatever's going on is paranormal. So we would go in and we'd obviously debunk and we'd find uh, well-known noises or obvious noises that are coming from the house or coming from outside, whatever the case is. So we did a lot of debunking that way, which was obviously better, honestly better for the uh, client in that case, because it kind of put their mind at ease. Um, A lot of the bigger locations, you you can debunk certain things, but a lot of stuff, there's just no way to explain it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you said, so you said for a short period of time that you were going into people's houses and helping them. Was there actually like a successful case where you went in? It's like, yes, this is paranormal. There's, there's kind of like this, um, controversy that I've experienced with doing this podcast and on a bunch of social media platforms where people are like, oh yeah, you have a ghost, banish it, get rid of it, you know, kick it out, bring it back or whatever. And then there's another side of, um, you know, let, letting it stay like it is a spirit. It once was a person, like it obviously has feelings, blah, blah, blah. Um, so working with the spirit. So is there, was there ever a time that you went to a place that you were trying to help the client with a spirit that was there? And what, what is your take on how you handle the spirit? Like, do you kick them out or did you work with the spirit to try and just peacefully let it move on? There were definitely times when we went in and we couldn't debunk everything. And there was definitely something going on. 
And with the, our main objective, once we couldn't debunk it and we knew that there was something going on, we wanted to find out why. Why is that spirit there? Why hasn't it moved on? Or why is it staying in this location? We always wanted to know why. And if we could get that or get some idea, then we could obviously try to help. But a lot of times it just doesn't happen that way. So we don't have any way of doing any cleansings or anything like that. But we do, if somebody doesn't want the activity there, we will tell them to, to stand up and let the spirits know, hey, leave me alone. We don't want this interaction. We acknowledge that you're here. And a lot of times that's all the spirits want is just to be acknowledged and just to be uh, right. let it be known that they're there and that the person knows. So a lot of times that will help. And then if they really want it gone, we'll just tell them to, to tell the spirit to go away. And that's that will work a lot of times, not every time, but from our experience, it does definitely help. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause there's, I mean, there's just sometimes there's just a spirit there and it's, there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Yeah. So with, with, you know, you going to places and helping clients that have spirits there, it, there's always that issue of you go to a place to investigate and a spirit follows you home. Have Oof. you ever gone somewhere and had a little hitchhiker come home with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens unfortunately pretty frequently with us. Ooh. Uh, it's never been anything bad. Uh, we've had stuff get knocked off the wall. We've had cabinets open at, at former residences. The place I'm living now, I live with my girlfriend, Vanessa, who's in the group and, and on the web series. Uh, she gets the worst of it, honestly, whatever Aww. usually follows, usually picks on her. Uh, one day I wasn't, I was outside taking the dog outside to use the bathroom and she felt a cold hand on her leg and she thought that I had came back in to like mess with her and I was no. still outside. <laughs> so I mean, she'll hear like voices or music or something and I won't be there. I mean, I've had a few weird things happen, but unfortunately she's, she's kind of the, the one they like to pick on. <laughs> Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So that, that's going to lead me to my next question of, uh, do you feel like there's maybe some people on your team that are more like attuned with spirits? Like they can just feel like, oh, there's a, um, there's like somebody in the room or like they can even see, cause there's, you know, the pe people, people like clairvoyance and psychics who can mm -hmm. actually like see Certainly. or hear or stuff like that. So is there, or do you feel like there's some people on the team, even including yourself that are more attuned or have gotten more attuned the longer that you guys have been investigating without a doubt absolutely and that's something that you learn over the years of being out in the field is just to learn to trust your body because that's your number one tool for investigation is just feeling the surroundings I'm definitely not psychic by any stretch I never have claimed to be but over the years I figured out that when there's something around me I will get this certain pain in my temple in the side of my head and it's almost always oh, wow. coincides with something else happening. Either we'll catch a piece of evidence or we'll hear a noise or we'll catch something. So usually I'll, now I never in the beginning, I've never really paid attention to it. I just kind of pushed it aside. But now I'll vocalize it and I'll say that I have that pressure on my head. There's something around us. And like I said, that almost always uh, will coincide with something else. And I know Scott, one of our other investigators, our tech guys, he will occasionally get like a ringing or a tinnitus in his ear, which he doesn't normally get. Oh. And he's only experienced that a few times. So he's kind of trying to figure out if that's something that happens specifically when something's around him. Uh, and then Vanessa has been, she's only been doing it for a few years. So she's still kind of learning to, to trust her, uh, trust herself in some of these situations. So I think just the longer you do it, the more you, you become in tune with it. That is awesome. I have you ever heard of that? Like a spidey, <laughs> spidey tingly sense? 
I've I've heard of like, hey, like the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. Yeah. Or like I just feel like someone's watching me. I've heard those things, but I've never heard like um, a specific Yeah. Like a specific area, like, hey, I have a pain right here. But that's that's, that's cool. interesting. And we I have never heard of that. So no. I'm so glad that you actually said that because that's yes. definitely a new one for us. Okay. I know I'm over here just asking. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Um, I actually, I was curious. Uh, you mentioned getting scratched. Um, wh- what location were you at? And like, what what, what pr- was the prelude up to getting scratched? How many if- times has that okay, happened? Yeah, Let's fair, be real. Because it's okay. probably happened more than once. Yeah, I was just envisioning one time. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it's more than once, but. Yeah, it's definitely been more than once over the years. But the, the time I was re- uh, referencing was at the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas. Um, Ooh. For anybody listening, it's if you don't know about it, definitely look it up. It's got a pretty dark history, which has never been 100% confirmed. But there's a lot of stories about what may or may have not happened there. And it's got a pretty well, at least what most people believe is a dark or negative entity that's there. And I got scratched three long scratches down my entire forearm. There's no nobody around me. There's no animals. There's nothing there. Uh, yeah. To this day, I can't explain. Um, I saw somebody else get scratched in the location as well. So I mean, it's we the the team I was there with. We spent over a week there on a couple of different. Days, oh my god! Living and sleeping and investigating there, and just like letting that kind of like envelop you. It, it kind of takes everything to another level versus being there four or five hours and then leaving. So totally different days. You spent a week in the Sally house over, over two different, three different trips, but total in total, it was, it was about 10 days living and sleeping in the house. Yeah. Ooh, I can't even, like, I can't even (laughs) like, Oh, I can't even imagine being in there for like an hour and imagining day. So so okay, so, okay, so that's like a whole new perspective. Yeah, that, do, that puts everything into a different perspective. Do wow. so I think you kind of touched on it just a little bit. So you staying in a place longer, do you feel like more activity happens but the longer you're there? The longer you're there? Absolutely. So just letting, like I said, letting your body and kind of everything, the energy around you kind of meld and and just like get used to each other. I definitely think it opens you up a little bit more. Also being vulnerable when you sleep being vulnerable when you're doing just normal everyday tasks like eating or showering or whatever it is that kind of opens you up a little bit as well. So the, the worst thing that I've ever experienced and the craziest thing I've ever done is there's a house in Pennsylvania. It's not very well known, but it does have some connections to some bigger hauntings, but we actually, I was part of a team and I was the only one who actually did it, but we lived there and stayed there for 30 days and investigated every single night for 30 days. And this is the the worst place that I've ever been as far as negative activity. And I, I still feel like I have emotional like baggage from that to this day. So I definitely don't suggest doing that for anybody. I was going to ask, what was, <laughs> what was the limit? Like what was going to be the thing that's like, no, we should probably stop this. A month, but- a month is the answer. <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> 30 days. 30 days. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, so can you touch a little bit? You, I don't, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, you know, Certainly. safe space. Um, if you mentioned that you did have emotional baggage, so do you feel like the negative entity from being around that for 30 days, like that weighs on you a lot? With a, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. I mean, that, that place was one of the only places where I've ever felt like 
not that my life was in danger, not like death, but I've ever felt that I was like in a bad place. Like I, and I'm not ashamed to say it because it, it happened, but I literally left the building just bawling my eyes out. Like I was just so overwhelmed with the emotions and everything that was going on that I just like, and it, there wasn't like a specific thing that happened. It was just like the whole buildup. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still have stuff like that had happened there, just like feelings and, and emotions and dreams and things from the time that I spent there that to this day, I can't shake for whatever reason. Oh, no, I mean, that makes sense because it's it's not just going in and visiting and being like, oh, this feels really heavy and then leaving. <laughs> it's being there for 30 full days, like every single day that happens. That completely makes sense. Yeah, you're Goodness. you're exposing yourself to like the emotions that have been imprinted on that place Mm -hmm. for 30 days. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, I've, I've never for 30 days. Um, okay. So what was the, was that like the worst place that you've ever been to? Yeah. I mean that in the Sally house were the only two places and I definitely believe in demons, but I I think the demonic Mm -hmm. things that people bring up are massively, massively overstated. I think it's once in a million chance that you're actually going to come in contact with something that's actually demonic. So, but I think those, those two places are the only places that I ever felt were truly negative. Like there's mm-hmm. something bad like at those two locations. I mean, I've been to other places where bad stuff has happened or you might feel something that's a little heavy, but those two places for sure are above and beyond the rest. Okay. Did you, did you say that you went to the demon house in what was it? Gary, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Did you go there? No, no. unfortunately okay. not. I okay. wish we could have got torn down, but yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> okay. I was like, I thought I heard you say that. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I need to hear this story. Okay. All right. Um, so what was the just scare? I just, I, we love ghost stories that I, I live for it. We what like being scared? Yes. You can't tell. What is the absolute scariest thing that has absolutely ever happened to you? That's that's a tough one. I've I've got stories for days on I mean, crazy stuff I that mean, people wouldn't believe. <laughs> go on, go on. No, please. Um, I like I said, I used to do some stuff that I don't recommend anybody do because it's not smart. But okay. that place in Pennsylvania, I dressed up like a priest and walked around and sprayed holy water around the house. Bless you. And we heard something hiss, hiss so loud that I thought there was a living animal. Like I jumped to the other room because I thought something was going to attack me because I thought there was a live animal in the house. And obviously there wasn't because we're in a house. But yep, yep, that, yep, that, that, really, that really fucked with my head. That's the only time I've ever like left a room like fast. Like I didn't run, but I like, jumped to another room because I thought yeah. an animal was going to get. Um, at the Sally house, I, I was upstairs and I saw like a shadow figure like crawl up the steps. I don't know if no. you've ever heard like of the creep. Story. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. that that yeah. was kind of crazy. Um, that one would get me. Like, said, like that would have me out of the building. Like mm-mm. <laughs> at the uh, at the West Virginia Penitentiary, we were in the isolation cells down where they kept the worst of the worst. Yeah. Um, and all the tiers above us were completely locked off. They were physically chained off because there was a leak, so nobody could get up there. Well, we were obviously provoking because it's a prison and that's just kind of what you do to kind of get a response. Yeah. So we were calling um, one of the spirits out and the door above us, the jail door above us slammed so hard that I physically felt the bench I was sitting on shake. And like I said, there's no way anybody could Yowzers. be up there at all. 
uh, and we right at that moment we captured a, a voice on the recorder that said they're down here, and it all happened all at once. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what you want to hear when you listen to your audio. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> So that's just a couple of them that stand out in my mind. But uh, for the most recent one, definitely go watch uh, the very end. Well, watch the whole episode, but watch the very end of the Heyman house. The, what we captured at the end of that yeah. episode is to this day, the most incredible, unexplainable thing that I've ever captured on on film. So I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but go watch that if, if you like Okay, yeah, we're 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 gonna watch that. We're definitely gonna probably throw that on after like we like, all right, you know what? Actually, we're done with Ghost Adventures. Yes. We're gonna go put on this YouTube series and watch this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm thinking of another question. Do you have anything? Not right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I'm still caught up on the the shadow person and the stairs. Yeah, crawling. Absolutely Sorry, yeah, not. No, no crawling. I, I I am not a person that likes crawling. I, so, something about that is just so off in my brain. Like walking is okay crawling i'm not a fan of um something that i like to ask people um who do like paranormal investigations not for publicity or mm. for you know monetary gain or maybe for a little bit of monetary gain but not you know like oh, ghost adventures yeah. or you know all yeah. that stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah so what what do you think is kind of a little bit of a stigma that you don't like about like mainstream ghost adventure stuff versus like you are actually trying to do the real deal I mean, the the with Ghost Adventures specifically, I think that the fact that they push everything as negative, mm-hmm. or they'll jump from one conclusion to like they'll make these incredibly intricate stories that yeah. they connect from thing to thing, like a leaf blew here, so that means that this spirit walked down this road in 1876. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that they kind of like try to, to tie together, or this person committed this act because there was a spirit in the house, and they'll just they'll blame it on the negative entity over the person actually committing whatever act they did. So that's something that I, I don't necessarily care for, for ghost adventures. But as far as just like the, the shows in general, I think um, the fact that people who have never been out, they think that this stuff happens on command and they think that it happens like one after another. And then they'll go out to these locations and they'll be there for six or eight hours and nothing will happen. And they'll just think that, oh, well, this place isn't haunted or this place is dumb. And then they just don't give it a chance. So you definitely can't have too high of expectations uh, when you, at least when you first start out. Okay. That makes sense. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense to me because I know looking at uh, some of those kinds of shows, it's very much a like everything is going crazy all the time. Um, and I know that it's not like that in reality sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. For sure. So do you, okay, so funny, funnily enough, we are actually about mm-hmm. to go on our very first investigation. Um, we've just been so busy and uh, actually yeah. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm, I'm beside myself that actually signed up to do this i'm so Uh, excited oh my god so we are i just moved here to northern virginia and it turns out that i am an hour and a half away from gettysburg so we found a paranormal investigation team that allows other people who don't have equipment because we don't have equipment we're not there yet i'm not i'm not there yet mentally um to come on and join them for an investigation Mm -hmm. um do you have any tips? Do you have any tips and tricks for somebody who's never done an yeah. investigation? Yeah, don't don't get caught up too much in, in all the equipment and the, the flashing lights and things like that. Just kind of, like I said, trust your body and take everything in and just 
don't like I said, don't narrow your focus because when you're so narrowed on certain things, you miss everything going on around you. So mm-hmm. that's what we see a lot of times with people who either haven't investigated or don't have much experiences. They want to focus on one thing and then they just block everything else out. And then you miss so much more that's going on around you. So just kind of be open to everything. Kind of, like I said, if you have a weird feeling, don't be afraid to say it. Or if you think you see something or think you hear something, don't be afraid to say it. Cause the person next to you might've been too scared to say it. And then when you say it, they're gonna be like, Oh man, I heard that too. And then that just kind of uh, solidifies a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, just, just be open and, and have fun and uh, don't run away. I'll try my best not to do that. So you you say kind of don't get caught up in like the bells and whistles of all the fancy equipment. So like, is there, do you kind of like have your favorite equipment that you like to use that you just think is just tried and true works kind of deal? It it varies location to location. And then every investigation is a little bit different. We have everything. And luckily we've over the years amassed and especially for the web series, we've kind of added our catalogs. I mean, we have everything. We have all the voice recorders. We have the FLIR thermal. We have the SLS. We have portals. We have sphere boxes. We have just about anything you can think of. So we're very fortunate, but I've always been from the beginning, kind of an audio guy, just because I started out doing recorders and EVPs. So my tends to go more toward like the spear boxes and things like that. But the Estes method that I talked about a little bit ago, that's my favorite experiment. And we get the best results with that. So that that right now is at the top of my list for sure. So you said portals in your list uh-huh. of things. Yes. What, what is that? What is, I've never heard of that. Uh, portals are basically uh, a way that you can run a spirit box or an audio source that will kind of clear up the background and make the uh, responses a little bit more clear. Uh, you run them through some amps oh. and guitar pedals and makes it a little bit easier to hear the responses. Uh, so we have a few of those that we've made and uh, we, we get some really good responses with those. Cool. Write that down. Okay. We're going to need that. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll run it down in my brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. This. You, will, you will forget about it in five minutes. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Okay. That's, you're like the first person that we've had on here. That's been like, it's like, well, we had, we had Shazam. He mm-hmm. he's been doing oh he's been doing it not as long as you, but he's also been to like some other really yeah. cool places. Some of the um, big places, but he had a, a bad experience and ended up quitting, which I understand. Yes, so. he had a spirit follow him home. That's why I asked you if you had oh, a little yeah. hitchhiker, little friendo <laughs> come home with you. Little friendo, little <laughs> friendo. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, anything else? Anything? Anything? I feel like I feel like that was pretty good. We've been recording for about forty five minutes. Um, do you have anything else? Like any t- like anything that you would like to like um to like kind of clear up maybe some misconceptions or just something you want to just put out there for the listeners Mm -hmm. and when it comes to the paranormal yeah i mean it's not as bad as it was when i first started but there's still a little bit of a stigma around the paranormal as far as if you have something happen and you tell people they might see think that you're crazy or they may view you in a negative light so my big thing is don't be afraid to reach out to somebody whether it's a team in your area or us or anybody through Facebook or Instagram, if you need help, or if you just want to like the biggest thing that we found over the years is that some people just want an ear. They just want somebody to talk to and tell them their story. So if you need somebody to to reach out to and run something by, I mean, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, You're definitely not crazy. It might not have been paranormal. There might be an easy explanation that somebody like our group would know and we'd be able to tell you. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Or it may actually be something, but either way, don't be afraid to reach out and um, don't be afraid to, to share your experiences. 
Neat. Awesome. Okay, cool. Cause that's, yeah, that's definitely something because doing this podcast, even, you know, meeting people, it's just like, Oh, what do you do? And I, I'm like, so hesitant to even talk about the podcast. Cause it's like, Oh, paranormal. You must be like, woo woo. You must you, be one of those people. One of those people. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you know, it, those experiences happen to people, whether or not, you know, you believe a spirit, a demon, whatever, whatever. Yeah. something happened, something, you know, emotionally afflicted somebody. And yeah, it's real to them. Right. You yeah. Have to be aware of that. The, yeah. the trauma is real. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it happens. So, okay. That's really nice. Okay. So, awesome. uh, Jonathan, just one more time for the listeners, if you could just please, you know, give off your YouTube channels, whatever social media accounts, just, just yes, put it course. all out there. So everyone knows where to find you and check you out. Yeah, check us out. Number one, the YouTube uh, web series, like I said, that's our big thing we're pushing right now. We're super proud of it. Uh, it's called Forgotten Relics. You can check it out at www.youtube.com slash WVPara, W-V-P-A-R-A. You can also find us on Facebook at West Virginia Paranormal Investigations. We're on Instagram at WVPara Investigations. Uh, so any of those, you can reach out to us. Like I said, right now, Forgotten Relics, we're, we're excited about that. We have four episodes on the website right now. We have three more that are filmed and being edited right now. So those will be coming out in the next couple of months. And then we have an investigation scheduled in two weeks that we're going to film out as well. So lots of cool content coming. So please check us out. Awesome. 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 Looking forward to it. I am actually, I'm, I'm totally sold. Like, I'm just like, all right, we need to like cut this. And we it's need to get the TV. We need to get, we need to pull this web series up. Cause I'm so sold. I need to see these. Yeah. These we're we're going to, okay. Gonna look we're going to totally for sure. Well, okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, this has been awesome. I love hearing from paranormal investigators and getting their, you know, firsthand experience. Are you sure? Are you sure you're done? Yeah, I think I don't have any other questions because you asked all of my questions. Okay. Because like as you asked them, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. oh so that's okay. good. I right, cool. That's good. Okay, yeah. cool. I didn't want to like steal the, uh, just as long as you're, yeah, you're no, good. No, I'm no. good. All right. Jonathan, you good? Are you good on your end? Anything else? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> had a blast. Appreciate okay. it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. So with that, um, we're going to close out. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Beautiful. And uh, until next time, yeah. haunt her. I barely know her. Dab. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're done. We're good. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Yeah, so this, thanks for having me. That was awesome. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, this is going to be episode, as I said, 40. 40. 40. Yes. So that's 40. where are we at? 38. 38 comes out today. Uh huh. 39 comes out next Friday. Yes. So in two weeks, we're going to have this uh, yes. edited and thrown up and to the best of our ability. Um, yeah. It'll be cleaned up and edited. So yeah, for sure. Be good to go. Yep. Let us know. We'll blast it out and we'll send everybody your way and hopefully... You send some our way, we'll send some your oh, way, sure. and it'll be yeah. good for both of us. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna Beautiful. when whatever um, when we do um, like cross collabs and stuff like that, we always promote whoever we had on our social media and be like, check yes. them out, check them out. Like all week long, we do it. So we will yeah. definitely when it drops, I will shoot you a message, be like, hey, reminder, this is coming out, and then all week long, it's just like, hey, these guys, hey, these guys, hey, these guys, hey, look at this, <laughs> hey, watch this thing, hey, talk <laughs> to these people. Yeah, it's be great. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's, any. That's the way to do it. All right. Any more questions that you have for us or are you, you good to go? I'm good. I'm good. You guys uh, have a good night. And if you uh, enjoy the web series, uh, let me know. Yeah. Definitely. We're going to, we're legitimately going to go pull it up. I'm like, like in five I'm minutes, like, I'm like, like, I'm like, we need to go. Okay. So yeah, we'll let you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you.